playing in a style like we have? What is it that, that you jumps off the page for you? I mean, the speed is is crazy. This is the Sean Miller Podcast, presented by Deer Park Roofing. Now, here's your hosts, Paul Fritchner and Adam Baum. Welcome back to the Sean Miller Podcast. Paul Fritchner with you. As always, we'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, Deer Park Roofing, for helping make all of this possible. On this episode, episode 12 of the Sean Miller Podcast, we have grad transfer guard Quincy Oliveri for a film study. If you want to go watch the show, make sure you do that on YouTube. If you're listening to this in audio form, the middle portion of the show, as you might remember from some of the old film studies we've done, it's a breakdown, both of defense, offense, and how Quincy's been playing this year in a Xavier uniform. So you can check it out on YouTube. If you're listening to this in audio form, make sure you leave a rating and a review. If you're watching on YouTube, go like the video and make sure you subscribe to the channel. Again, this is a film study with Quincy Oliveri. Well, Quincy, welcome to the Sean Miller podcast. Thank Only you. Bob Nungy has said no, uh, <laughs> you know. So we're 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 building the case. Appreciate you uh, agreeing to come on. Yes, sir. Thank you for the invite. You know, um, I, I thought a number of things that I wanted to bring up on today's podcast with you is, and one of which is Quincy. You know, the, the whole transferring thing. I don't know if everybody completely understands it. <clears throat> I think maybe sometimes the casual observer see someone like you leaving one program, in your case, Rice, don't even know if you graduated or not, and now coming to uh, a place like Xavier in the Big East Conference and making this seamless, easy transition, right? Eligible right away and like, wow, I mean, that's that looked pretty easy. Right. Uh, in, in my opinion, I think doing what you're doing, because we're in the middle of it, is as hard in some ways as leaving high school and going to college for the first time as a true freshman. Because, look, high school senior to true freshman, everybody understands you're the youngest person and people in the gym, right, right, on the team. The expectations aren't as great. When you leave a place, school A, to go to school B, man, that pressure seems to be there on day one on guys like yourself. So I would just be curious kind of walking the timeline in your mind and just some things like as you forget making the decision, but leaving one school and now showing up here in our program, the different things you've had to work through to become successful. The first is definitely geographic. You know, I from Atlanta, then lived in Houston for four years. So just weather-wise, I was used to something uh, specific, and then coming up to Cincinnati, having to experience four seasons, that's definitely, like, the first thing that jumps <laughs> off the map. But then school-wise, the positive was getting used to not having class as much, you know, with our right. grad program. Everything's online. I don't so have let's, to... let's rewind. You graduated from Rice University. Right. I mean, Rice University is one of the world's premier academic institutions. Correct. I mean, that's, you get a degree from there, man, you, a lot of people feel like you're set for life. And you came to us having already accomplished that. You know, yes, sir. Talk about that process, the four years, the difficulty, you know, the sacrifice. Oh, yes. I mean, 
my freshman year at Rice, I mean, it was it was an adjustment just getting used to having to be on my own, be responsible for myself. But as I kind of got adjusted to that, it, it it Rice was Rice. You know, the the rigorous courses were rigorous, but the staff there, the athletic department, everyone around you is definitely there to help you. Uh, like I tell everyone who's going to college, as long as you're respectful when you ask for help and you reach out and network, people will want to help you succeed, you know, because asking for help is a step in the right direction. That The people at that school and the people that helped the basketball team, the whole athletic department were were huge and why I was able to graduate. Yeah. So you come here, number one, different, like you said, geography. Four seasons, especially now in the winter, it's cold outside, right? The sun can disappear at our stages. Coming from Atlanta and Houston, especially Houston, that's different, I know. How about above and beyond that? Again, the casual observer, how hard can it be? You're, you're, you've been in school for four years. You're eligible right away. What are the things that you have to work through? Because I, I think back to, like, watching you, coaching you when we were going through our scrimmages or in mid-October, late October, you were clearly going through an adjustment, right? right? Just breaking through a comfort zone. You know, being at Rice, it, it developed me into a player – and it, and it developed me into a complete player, but I hadn't played at a Big East level. I didn't play at a Big 12 SEC level, like a high major level. Yeah. So just coming here and playing for a coach such as yourself who knows what it takes, the intensity, what a conference game looks like in the Big East, and challenging me to take it to another level is definitely an adjustment. It was a learning curve or mm-hmm. a learning period, I should say, because I had been used to playing – like what a, I knew what a conference game in Conference USA looked like, yeah. uh, and what that what that entails. But like even St. John's, like that first Big East game, or conference yeah. game was like it's another level. And yeah. that that preseason period where it's like you're pushing us because you know what what's coming, and I don't. So I'm thinking that I'm trying my hardest, but really you know that there's another level I can go. Was it was definitely a, a an adjustment period and. I mean, you you definitely coached me through it and helped me through that and helped me be more prepared for the moment. But at the time, it was I I was just looking like I thought I was going as hard as I can, and I, I really wasn't. And I, I think that's one of the things as a coach, Quincy, that's really difficult because, you know, to push somebody to go harder than they than they have gone before or to kind of go to a level that sometimes you don't think you can get to it's not always comfortable. If it was, everybody would get there. So with that, you know, sometimes you call it tough love. Sometimes, you know, rising, keeping the standard higher than ever before. But I think the one thing that we all, all of us, our staff, your teammates, people that love Xavier basketball are growing to appreciate about you. Everybody thinks about your offense and you're becoming more and more efficient and even more complete on that side of the ball. But let's face it, that's something that you've always done well in terms of when they think of Quincy Oliveri's game, they think about offense. But I think the thing that we're so pleased with and eager to see continue is just how you've embraced trying to be a two-way player. Yes, sir. That when you don't have the ball, regardless of whether your shot's going in, regardless of the score of the game, where you're a dependable, consistent tough-minded defensive player we can trust you and I, I believe this like I think the game is a lot funner when you think like that yes, sir. because you can impact winning in so many different ways and you know I, I think if there's a gift that hopefully when this all ends that we gave you 
it's really understanding, well, A, you can do it, and B, what it feels like to do it on both ends. Yeah, I, yes, sir, I definitely agree. I mean, I think that was one of the biggest things I was struggling to learn was the next level for defense. And once it kind of started, once I kind of started putting it together and seeing like what you all were teaching and how, how fun it can be, it, it, it definitely kind of helped me go to another level for sure. The Sean Miller Podcast is proud to partner with Deer Park Roofing, a company that's provided elite service for homes and businesses since 1996 and leads the industry in professionalism, quality, and responsiveness. Whether your needs are residential or commercial, like the outstanding work on the Cintas Center, the home of Xavier Basketball, Deer Park can handle any job and ensure it's done right. Deer Park's motto is protect what's important, and what's important to you is important to Deer Park Roofing. Visit DeerParkRoofing.com. Quincy, you know the other thing that I think is so unique about you coming to Xavier, and you made your own decision, and in particular with your mom's guidance and help. Thank, thank God for us. <laughs> uh, but Scott Para, your former coach, coach at Rice, I know Coach Para uh, and have known him for a number of years. I call, I would consider him a friend, certainly a, a really good coaching friend. Respect and know him well. And the dialogue when you know you decided to leave—that's a tough situation. Right. And how he almost became helpful to you and how you've continued to maintain such a good relationship with him. I think it says the world about him and you. And also just I think it's unique that we're almost all in this together, you know. Yes, and, and as a coach, when you can help a young person grow, that's what this is about for us. So talk about your your relationship with with coach both then and now and even in the recruiting process, how he was like one of your your advisors. Yes, sir. I mean, Coach Para, I consider him not like a like another father figure. You know, like obviously I have my dad that I go to, but like Coach P, he's been there for me through some of my darkest moments when I played for him. He's shown me a lot of love, and he's also disciplined me and guided me in the right direction when times looked like I was struggling. And I really do thank him for that. When I was at Rice. You know, he, whether it was off the court, on the court, he taught me so much, helped me be, helped me grow into a man. And then when I kind of told him, I think I, I want to transfer, it was it was tough for him at first. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I sat in that office and told him that I was going to do it, like, we both kind of shed a tear. Like, he he definitely, he was just like, you know, I thought it might come to this, but, you know, he, he understood that I wanted mm -hmm. to do, I thought that was best for me, and he said he would be in my corner. And he told me and he reassured me if I have any questions about any coach, any school that calls, just ask him, you know, I, he knows more about them than I do and he'll be a hundred percent honest with me. And so when coach Cohen reached out and Xavier, just the whole staff started becoming more interested in me and I talked to him eventually it was, he, you could tell that through all the other 40 schools that were contacting me, that that seemed like the right place for me. He knew you all, he trusted you all. And he actually was a part of my commitment, you know, when I surprised <laughs> you that Monday that Davion committed, I, I called you off of his phone and I did it in his office, you know, and he, he, he still keeps up with me. He contacts yeah. me, he contacted me, he texted me after the first or before the, the night before the first game and he just said, you know, it hit me again that 
you won't be suiting up for me this year. And he got a little emotional. <laughs> and that, that just kind of like, like, I kind of got a little emotional too, just like, because I really, I tell him a lot, like, I miss you just because, like, you, like, I love you. You know, right. like, you really are one of, one of somebody that I care about bigger yep. than basketball. And he texts me, like, even after the Delaware game, just like some more leadership points to help become a better leader and stuff like that. He, when I went to Houston for Christmas, we connected. I went up to the school and we talked for a little bit. And, you know, it, it was good because Coach Perry, I wouldn't be here at Xavier. I wouldn't be the basketball player I am if it wasn't for some of yeah. the moments that we shared together as a, as a coach and a player. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible to hear you talk like that because, again, the perception of when a player leaves one school and goes to the next is that, boy, everybody must be angry at him and he must sometimes be angry at the place and he's leaving because he didn't like something. And oftentimes, especially in the new world, that's not the case. It's, it's leaving one place to, to maybe reach your goals and dreams and, uh, and that both people and places will be, will be fine moving forward. And I think that's what's great about, about your story. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Milano, Italy. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. St. Louis, Missouri. Abu Nigeria. And I chose. I chose. I chose Xavier University. For its education, more opportunities. For passion. Because it felt like home. The community. Campus life. D1 basketball. Because I love Cincinnati. I came here to be a musketeer. I am. I am. I am. And we are the faces of Xavier. So, Quincy, talking about being a two-way player, being more efficient on offense, which we're moving in the right direction. You know, here we are 13 games in and entering uh, true Big East play as the new year's on us. But we also have a lot behind us, especially with the schedule we played. I'd like to go over a couple of these clips. You and I have already talked about this, sometimes in front of the team, sometimes behind closed doors. But this is first the defense, okay? And I think your development and your buy-in to being a two-way player and a really good defensive player. Early in the year here, I think this game might have been against Oakland, one of our non-conference games, one that didn't work out for us. But again, just jumps off the page for me. Just look at your intensity here. Boom, in a stance. Again, this is Bryant, maybe. Yep. Going, this guy, Pinzone's a very good player on offense. We gave you the, the assignment, staying in a stance, and then first to the floor, right? So anytime that we do that as a team, we reward you guys, you know, with what we, what we call our identity clips, right? Yes, sir. But great job, first to the floor, sacrificing your body, gets to the end of the clock, sets the tone. Against Houston, and we always talk about next play, this is off of a turnover, and a lot of times when you turn the ball over or your team does, guys give in. They, they don't compete on that very next play. So this is a quick change where we do turn it over. You keep playing. Here you are, and you go vertical, right? So part of what we talk a lot about is <clears throat> as the charge has been negated out of college basketball, everybody has the opportunity to go straight up, show your hands, land in the same place, and that's a great job. And as you go vertical, Davion also doesn't give up on the play, and he runs in full court, taking a sure two points and turn it into 
a defensive stop. Here's a great team defensive clip from earlier in the year as well, right? Putting it all together, all five guys. Here you are, you know, being the head of the snake right here at the beginning, guarding the other team's point guard. In a stance, great ball pressure. And again, I think we talk a lot about, right, showing your hands, hitting them with your chest, learning how to not foul over the screen, veer back. Now you're on a big switch back and you get a steal. Awesome job. Awesome job. One more against Houston. Again, tough on the ball, beating the screen, off the ball inside, what we call that pack line, yep. which I know is different for you, right? <laughs> a lot of times when you're there, it's like, well, coach, aren't I going to give up a three-point shot? Right. And I think the thing that, that you learn is, no, 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 if, if you're there early, right. And you're ready to move when he passes to your man. I believe you give up less threes. Right. You see it that way? Yes, sir. I mean, as we as we continue to work on it, and I remember asking that question in the film, and you kind of point that out. The earlier you are, the earlier you can leave, you know, because you're you're, you're ready, and as long as you're ready to get on your horse to head out, then you just, as long as you're in that stance and you paying attention, then you won't you won't give up as many threes as you think. No doubt. Early help, you're already there, so you don't have to run in. You don't have to take any energy or time to run in. You're already there, and now if he passes to number 21, who's a very good shooter, you can recover. Right. But again, there's a lot going on on this clip. The defensive coverage, Sasha does a good job. But at the end of the day, it's guys competing on the ball, great shot challenge, and great stop right there. One thing that I've learned over the time, my time as a coach, is the value of teaching everybody on your team the importance of jump stopping. Right. To play off two feet, to land on two, and how it protects you. At first, I think when you talk in those terms to a player, I think the initial reaction is, well, wait a second now. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to play basketball, my game, right? Right. But it, it, I believe it, it, it gives you new avenues. Yeah. It doesn't take away, I, I think, in, in terms of quality, efficiency, it allows you to be a much smarter, more efficient player. I agree. I agree, for sure. You know it. Because in college basketball, you know, with the way they teach help defense and rotations and just matchups, Allowing playing off two gives you an extra second or two to make a decision that you might have thought was open. Somebody rotates, and then another avenue is opening. Playing off two gives you that gives you that grace period to let your mind slow down and make that decision. And I, I believe that's a big quality for you. You know, you you've done better, and I think there's even another level you can get at in the next eight ten weeks here to be even more efficient than you already have become. But here's an example. We're playing early in the year against Washington. The game gets super fast. You catch it here on a closeout, and you jump stop. Like, instead of going off your left leg and maybe taking a tough two or potential turnover, just by jump stop, land on two, bounce pass to Sasha, two points. Great job. You know, our pace, we work on it every day. First 20 minutes of practice, <laughs> I think you already know what's coming before you show up. Yeah. And it's, again, trying to develop an arsenal of different things you do where you're a guard, you're a playmaker. You're not a shooting guard, a two guard, a point guard. You're a playmaking guard. Right. And here's an example of, again, your improvement, your steady improvement 
where here you are, you're really our point guard on this possession, and you make a great decision and score. Now, that's an example of you not playing off of two feet right? because it presented itself as a layup. But Correct. what about the pace? What about playing in a style like we have? What is it that, that you jumps off the page for you? I mean, the speed is is crazy. But when you have someone like Davion as our point guard who pushes the ball at the speed he does, I mean, he makes it easier for me, you know, just to get a stop and then help crash the glass and then get out on the break. Uh, AC Coach Cohen pointed out to me earlier in the year, maybe like three weeks ago, that he pointed out how many points I've scored off transition. And I, when I think about it, it's really getting a stop. Davion pushing it, and I'm sprinting out in transition, and the defense still trying to match up who has who, where, where are they looking. But I'm already at the three-point line just because we play so fast. I just I'm automatically programmed to just sprint out to the wing. And when you look at it on film, it it's not – is nowhere near as fast as it feels when, when you're in the game. The I agree yeah. with that. No, no question. Even you watch this right here, it, it looks actually kind of slow. But if you're if sitting there and you're right at, at the court level, it's it's a lot faster than you think. And this is what you're talking about right here where that looks super slow. But the reason they weren't matched up, right, is the pace. And these are all the ones where you have the ball. And back to Coach Cohen's point to you, it really is amazing. Against UC in particular, I thought the game broke open in a couple transition opportunities. Correct. And this is what you're talking about. Daz finding you with a great advanced pass, but that right there is about as fast as you can play, and that was a huge shot in the middle of the second half. Again, advanced pass, run the court, teammates looking for you. And back to you having the ball, taking your own opportunity, Two more points. Now, once we get into the half court, again, back to the interchangeability between the guards, the development, I, I think, that you're experiencing of looking for the pass as well. So right. it's, you know, learning that if I make the pass, I'm much more difficult to guard. Right. Walk me through this right here. This is what we call late lob. So we're running through, and I'm, I'm rising to catch... I believe their defense was drop or hard hedge, drop, yeah. And so I see Abu's man is guarding me, which means that Abu will either be late on the late lob or Kachi, who's hard, who's sealing in, his yeah. man will have to help on Abu. As I'm keep continuing to drive to the paint or the free throw line, we make our free throw line decision. I see Kachi's man has helped up, which means Abu is wide open beneath Kachi, and I put it right next to the rim for Abu to go get it. Right, great play, great play. And again, I, when I see you do this, like that's the next step for you. You're adding playmaking ability to your shot making ability, you know, and you're becoming more efficient, more well rounded. And you know, we talk about this being the free throw decision. That's usually when you'll know whether he's open or not. But a great pass there to Abu. Early in the year against St. Mary's, again, we got our pace. We're moving it. <clears throat> and now this is a back to off the ball where you're learning how to play without the ball. So when you look at this right here, you see sprint away is what we said. Right. What are you thinking right now? As Trace driving, attacking the nail. To give him, just first off, to give him more room 
I have to sprint to the corner, which will then who my defender, he's ball watching. He'll have to make a decision whether he gets out the way, which gives the alley for Trey to drive, or if he stays there as I shift to the corner, I'll have a wide open three. Right. And by the way, if you just stand and you don't know what you're doing, none of that's true. Right. right? Trey can't turn the bend. You're not going to be open. And this defender, he gets a free pass. He can both guard Trey and you at the same time. Correct. So there it is. The sprint away, great job. And that looks, again, that looks easy, but that, that all happens where you look, you're in the slot above the foul line, and now you're in the corner. Great job allowing your teammates to find you from the three-point line. The Sean Miller Podcast is proud to partner with Payroll Partners, where you're not just a number. That means providing a best-in-class HR and payroll experience that was built on award-winning technology and live support customer service with a dedicated payroll specialist who's just a phone call away. You shouldn't have to choose between technology and customer service. At Payroll Partners, you get both. Payroll Partners is locally owned and operated by a proud Xavier alum. For more information or to request a free demo, visit payrollpartners.net. That's payrollpartners.net. You know, Quincy, after our loss against Delaware, um, which was a tough moment, I think Delaware, by the way, is a good team. And, uh, you know, one of the things you learn is in college basketball, you got to be ready every night, got to be at your best, regardless of who we're playing. And, that also prepares you for life as a Big East guard, Big East coach, because, you know, Lord knows these 20 games, now 18, they're battles every night. You're in for America. Sure. We, we're in America's best conference, for okay? Sure. Um, you know, I, I think for me, I looked at our team feeling like I needed to help you guys emerge as the leaders. Right. Back to transferring, when you've only been here for a couple of months, it just doesn't feel right sometimes to speak up, even though you might be our most experienced player overall. Right. Because, Coach, I've never played in a crosstown shootout. I've, I've never played an away game for you. I've, I've only played in a couple games at Xavier. You really want me to be the leader? And the way it works these days is the answer to that is yes. So we, we kind of developed our leadership council, which is Davion, who's just like you, coming from a different program, Abu, yourself, and then Dez, who was here a year ago. But Dez is younger than all three of you guys, right. Right? right? So I think what we came up with is a group of four, with my help and direction, to be the voice and the reason and, and almost set the tone on an everything, everyday basis for our team. Uh, how did that feel when I talked to you about that and as you think about this, because here we are roughly halfway through our season, uh, how do you feel about being one of our team's leaders? Well, when you first approached me about it, it felt reminiscent of Coach Para when he talked to me, Max, and Trav last year when we started the year. I mean, we didn't the way we started last year, we didn't expect for it to go like that. And then we lost to Middle Tennessee State by 40. And I remember he sat us down in a hotel room and just – he told us what we needed to hear. And from there, we started a leadership group. And immediately after that, when we got back the seniors, we, we had like a three-game MTE at home against Georgia Southern. 
Eastern Washington or Eastern Michigan, I believe, and uh, Houston Christian. And as a senior group, we just sat down and said, we we got to change something. We we can't we can't have this year go how it's going. And Coach P's right. And then we ended up going three and zero at home. We changed the tide. And so when you brought us brought that to our attention, it made me think like, no, like this is similar to last year. This is another test from God to see if I've learned and if I'm ready for this position. And so it was more like, okay, this is a test that I, I'm ready for. And I try my best to bring those other three guys with me because, I mean, like you all say, I feel like I have the personality to bring everyone else mm. together. And Davion, Abu, and Dez, we kind of scheduled a team or players-only meeting following the Delaware loss. And we just said we have to basically get this team right. We got to get our minds right. We have to lead these guys because we got a big game coming up, which was Cincinnati. And mm. we wanted to make sure that not only as a program, but everyone around us knew that the Delaware game isn't who we are as a team, and mm -hmm. we, we have to be better. Think about this. In fairness to you, outside of the four people we just talked about, you and Dez, Davion and Abu, everybody's a freshman. Right. <laughs> so one year ago, four, you know, two of those guys were in Europe, not even really following college basketball. And then everybody else was in high school. I guess I'll add Gidis, who uh, comes from Europe, who's not an incoming freshman, but in so many ways he is because he, was, he was, wasn't a part of, of the NCAA. But right. it's crazy to think, right? Outside of you guys, no one has ever played a college basketball game on the road. Right. You know, so I think in fairness to everybody, it's, it is a challenge. But I think you guys have done a great job, not because we won or lost, but on an everyday basis, I, I like how we're going. I think we work hard. I think we're consistent. I think you guys are consistent before games, at halftime, after games. And I, I think you've set a really positive tone. And to your credit, and, and uh, I'll point this out, I learned a lot coaching last year from Sule Boom because he had graduated from college. He was here taking a couple grad classes. And your day is a lot different when you have grad classes versus undergraduate. You have a, much, a lot more free time. And I watched him almost be a true pro, have a, an appointment, working out, shooting, take care of himself. And he improved as the year went on. I mean, his work was, was remarkable. And when he became a leader, his greatest gift as a leader is he led by example. Right. You're doing the exact same thing. You know, I think once you got a feel for, okay, this is how grad school works, I have more time, what is your weekly routine? Just so that, you know, you could spell that out for everybody. So on a day we lift, well, I mean, I guess it's the same. I, I wake up, I eat a bowl of oatmeal, nothing but salt. I just put salt in my oatmeal. I work out with AC. Every morning we shoot. And then if we lift, I'll lift afterwards. I'll give myself about an hour before the lift to recover, get some water, so I'm on weight. If we don't lift, then I'll go back home. I'll shower, I'll nap, and then we practice. After practice, I'll shoot, shoot some free throws. If I haven't finished them before practice, and then I'll go in the training room, get some treatment, go home, play the game, watch some NBA games, go to sleep, and do the same thing. 
And mix in some schoolwork. And mix in some schoolwork. <laughs> I forgot. I mean, it's it's summer. It's hot, uh, Christmas break right now, so it's technically no schoolwork. But, but but it's during the semester. But uh, let me go work. to your shooting workout. It's not like you just you know shooting walk around shots. Oh yeah, no. I mean, we we, we got a regimen. We have yes. a routine. It's makes. It's doing the same thing every day. You know, when, when I watch you, when you walk out of the gym, you I mean you you're sweating. I mean, like you, that is a solid workout. But yes, sir. you know, it's like sharpening your saw. It's also improving your efficiency, and you know that leads right into practice. That leads right into the game, and you know, watching you and Sule both go through your routine and make it a part of your regimen, day in day out, week in week out, it wins out. You know, and I think that your greatest gift. Look, you have a big smile, and you're not afraid to speak your mind. That's all great. But unless you lead by who you are, by example of walk to walk yourself, no one's going to follow. And I, I think your gift to this team, you know, as a leader is people are watching what you're doing. Young guys on our team are watching your regimen, your routine, and they're following it. They're copying it. They respect how hard you're working, you know, because it's not easy every day to, to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some days where I, I look at my phone and I want to text AC, like, let's just do it later, <laughs> you know. But I, I just kind of think, like, I mean, especially now, like, the the results are showing. So I can't I can't let up now. I have to do more yeah. if I want to maintain or uh, achieve more. Yeah. I also think you're in incredible shape. You know, knock on wood when I say it. But I think when you, you start talking about, look, I, I want a coach, a player that I can look him in the eye and say he's in the best shape of his life. And just looking at the pace you're playing at, giving a lot on defense, giving a lot on offense. I coach you every day in practice, and I, I know how hard you, you push yourself, and uh, I think it's you're really on the right track. So, look, we're halfway through. Let's finish this thing off uh, in the best way we can. And, you know, I tip my hat to you, Quincy, because – just like a player doesn't truly know the program he's in until he gets there, you think you know, you've done your research, but until you live it and are with it every day, you, you don't really have that true understanding. It's the same coaching a player. Right. And, and I, I just, watching how you've embraced leadership when we've talked about it, being more efficient on offense, which includes sacrifice, being a two-way player and being holding yourself accountable to that side of the ball, no different than offense, in that routine and regimen we're talking about, you know, I, I, I feel like you're giving us your maximum in all those efforts. So I tip my hat to you. Happy yes. New Year. Yes, sir. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Sean Miller Podcast. Again, thanks as always to our presenting sponsor, Deer Park Roofing. We'll talk to you next time on the Sean Miller Podcast. This has been the Sean Miller Podcast, presented by Deer Park Roofing, with your hosts, Paul Fritschner and Adam Bow. Join us again soon for another episode with the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller.